Pickaxe. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everybody, welcome to the Triforce Podcast. We're all really sleepy today. Yeah, I'm kind of hungover. I'm pretty good. I'm pretty, I'm pretty good. Well, except for I'm Lewis. I'm pretty tired, but I'm pretty good. Bah, I just got like four Lewis, the expresses. Only, the only guy with no kids is is surprisingly feisty. <laughs> but, <laughs> fucking, no, what I'm a surprise. Um, so yeah, how are you, how are you, how are you guys going? Did you, how did you uh, have a good Valentine's Day? Did you manage to get any time away from the kids to spend it with your lovely significant others? And did you... Um, managed to romance them nope. with chocolates and flowers and pink things and hearts and get full into the corporate culture. Oh. Did you do anything of that? My, my Valentine's Day was a disaster. I uh, forgot that it was Valentine's Day uh, coming up. That's a good start. Mm-hmm. Mrs. F went away to, Bra- to Brazil for work. She didn't run away to Brazil. She went to Brazil for work. And for Brazil? Yeah, I what know. The, she, where does she your had fucking wife work? I'll tell you about that in a second, okay? But first of all, as as the Uber is pulling up to take her to the airport, right. she turns to me and she says, I've left your Valentine's Day card in the bedside table, Ooh. so make sure you open that. And, oh I said, and I said, I forgot and I haven't got you anything. And I love you, and I'll see you soon. And she gets to the cab and gives him this sad little wave. So just as she's leaving for a week, <laughs> oh man, was it was it like I, raining I, out and stuff, and like it was cold and shit, and it was oh, early. You know, she's on the back seat. There's this like Brazilian tanned man who like turns to her, and puts his arm yeah. around her, like a helicopter pilot. <laughs> Raul will look after you. Don't worry. So yeah, yeah. So she she she's gone, and I'm like, oh my god, I didn't get her anything for Valentine's Day. So then I. I actually asked on Twitter, I, I announced um, that I'd forgotten it and I'd fucked up. My Francie, who's a, a long-time viewer of mine, she suggested that I should write in lipstick on my stomach, Happy Valentine's Day or something like that. And I thought, well, my stomach isn't very impressive, so I don't want to send her a picture of that. <laughs> what but, is impressive, though? Well, my, my, chest is, <laughs> my, my chest is nice oh, and hairy. Your my, chest my, is my balls, nice. yeah. Your my balls. chest is hairy. She likes my, my hairy chest. So I just got a Sharpie and I tried to write Happy Valentine's Day on it uh, so that I could take a picture of it. <laughs> what colour Sharpie? How hairy just is your black, chest? Just a black Sharpie. How is it's very that gonna, hairy. Ha- I mean, Man, that's like not tr- coming off for a long ass time. It's like trying to use a like... Sharpie on a blackboard. I know, but How... it, it came off very quickly. But anyway, so I, I wrote it on there, but I got confused because I was writing in the mirror, and when I was looking at the picture before it took it, it was reversed. So I thought, okay, so if I take a picture of it, it'll be the right way around. If I write it the wrong way around and all this stuff, and I, I couldn't do the logic, and it, it fucking it came out backwards. So all she got was Happy Valentine's Day in backwards on my hairy chest. So I sent her this picture, and she was like, that gave me a good laugh. Thank you. And I was like, <laughs> this is not the romantic. Nice. I mean, I'm wondering if she was lying there in, in her suite in Brazil with Raul laughing. Look at this stupid fool. <laughs> he cannot even write properly. <laughs> oh, yeah. Leave him. <laughs> Leave him. Come with me. So that was bad enough. And then on... My 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 uh, my best mate, um, who I know listens to the podcast, so don't worry, I'm not going to share any information. But he recently right. broke up with his girlfriend, oh. and um, I wanted to go and meet up with him for a pint and you know cheer him up and find out what was what what the crack was and everything. So I said, hey, let's go out Tuesday. So he's like, okay, cool. 
So we meet at the pub and I said, go, I'm starving. Let's get something to eat. And as we go into the restaurant, I said to him, I, shit, it's fucking Valentine's Day, dude. I just remembered. He's like, oh, you're thinking we won't get a table? I was like, no, I'm thinking we're going to... They're going to think we're a gay couple like going into the <laughs> restaurant having a romantic yeah, meal. Yeah, God, yeah. Yeah, so I, like, it yeah. just occurred to me. So we go in there and everyone in there is a couple, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And then there's me and, and my mate. And they, he's, the, the guy sees us and he gives us this coy little smile like the waiter. I'm not even kidding. And I was like, oh, my goodness, they think we're a gay couple. And I said to him, we have to order the manliest shit on the menu and like not yeah. gaze into each other's eyes even for a second. Even if no matter how much we want to gaze into each other's eyes, we, we can't do that. Hi, uh, yes, I'll have the uh, giant sausage with uh, two <laughs> potatoes, please. <laughs> oh, God, I'm so hungry. I can't wait to gobble it all up. Oh, love that sausage. <laughs> Give me some white sauce for the sausage plate. Yeah, it was uh, it was funny. But anyway, so we, you know, I mean, Jesus, we didn't give a, give a shit anyway. So we just ate the meal and uh, no. tried to talk about football as much as possible. Okay, and uh, and that was that. Yeah. But so then we we got really drunk and it got very very emotional and um, we were both sort of too drunk for it really. Dear. Um and yeah, it was just kind of. A, a shitty Valentine's Day because I was like, shit, I pissed off Mrs. F. My friend is sad. And now I'm sad. And I was like, happy Valentine's Day, folks. We did it. Well, listen, I've got a different Valentine's Day story. Mine goes a little something like this. Okay. We we stopped celebrating Valentine's Day altogether. Like when we had kids, right. because it was just one of those things like, do we have to get each other cards? It's like real pain. We have to go out and we have to buy the cards. We have to write the cards. And we don't have time to do this stuff. So like, can we just not do it? And we were both like, yeah, let's not, let's not do it. But the day before Valentine's Day, and actually, this wasn't planned in any way around Valentine's Day. But the day before, on one of those rare occasions where you get somebody to look after your kids, and we went to go see Train Spotting 2 in a theater with literally nobody in it. It was the whole theater was empty because it was like two in the afternoon, and we went to see it, and it was really good. So that was, was this. That was this Valentine's Day, was it? So that was that was no, that was Monday. Oh. That was like the day before oh, oh, yeah, Valentine's yeah. Nice. Day. Nice. It had nothing to do with Valentine's Day, but it worked out so perfectly that it's like one of those things like, yeah, that's what we did for Valentine's Day. We did it a day early and we did something fun and that and and that was it. But it was it wasn't really anything to do with it at all. And we didn't exchange cards or anything like that. But you, either. I mean, you two like on actual Valentine's Day right. in the evening. I started a new Hearts of Iron 4 campaign <laughs> by myself in the kitchen. Ah, I've been <laughs> doing a do. lot of that as well, yeah. yeah. Damn it, you too. It's, it's, a, it's a great game to just casually... Because you can just pause it and go and do other shit if you need to. I like that. It, it is, but man, the fucking British drive me crazy. I fucking hate how much Navy they have. And the fact that it, they just can so easily do naval invasions anywhere they want. Like, it, it drives me nuts. Like, you know, you, you really have to fucking guard your coasts and yeah. stuff. Yeah, you know? I mean, like, you can just... Uh, the, here's the thing. It doesn't actually take much to prevent a naval invasion early on. Because they don't have... I, know, I mean, but... their landing craft is shit. They don't have marines... And like one pitiful unit of infantry will completely fuck their their landing, and it, it'll at the very least hold them up long enough. So what I it's what still I've, annoying though because it is it's annoying. Like the AI is just triggered to fucking land. Yeah, yeah. Like as soon as soon as it sees like some sort of weak ass opportunity, it's like oh, hang on, uh, a, a desert tile in the middle of Africa that we could possibly do a landing invasion, and then they, they just spread like fucking locusts. Like the minute they I land, know, you know, dude. they just start coming in and taking over territory and stuff. And it's just like oh. Fuck off. Like, don't you have anyone better to invade right. than like. So, 
Jesus Christ. <laughs> let's, 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 let's. <laughs> I feel like I had to put a pin in that at some point. Not, not Jesus. Bitter. I'm not bitter about <laughs> but, it. I mean, you two, you, I mean, you don't sound very romantic, but I know both of you do make these sort of occasional romantic gestures, right? They're, occasionally they pop out and, you know, you can't help yourselves. You're what? very, you're very Sorry. gentle. What pops out? What? It, pop, it pops out. Yeah. That's as oh, romantic it. as it gets. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. It's like, it's like two in the morning, you're covered in baby barf. There's like dishes piled up to the ceiling. All the lights in your house are still on somehow and stuff. And you sit down and you look over to your wife and you're like, guess what just popped out? And she's like, <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The yeah. beautiful romantic nature of uh, marriage and kids, being a dad. Yeah. Oh, it's great. Absolutely. Holy shit. That's how it goes. Oh, it's so special about that, though. This is, this is yeah, why yeah. sometimes I think, like, if you had two guys in a relationship, I mean, two gay guys, obviously, I'm going to assume that all the guys I know, including myself, they want to have sex with their partner pretty much all the time. So surely if you have two gay guys in a relationship, they're both going to want to have sex all the fucking time. That must be awesome. Yeah. You could just wake your pal up. Hey, buddy. Check this out. Just whip it out. He'd be like, yeah, I'm down to clown. Let's do this. <laughs> oh, I see what you're saying. Because men yeah. are always down to fuck. Not They're always, two guys. but they do seem to be... Yeah, uh, pretty you know much. I mean? I mean, I know I am. So, yeah. it's. it's yeah, I, Lewis I, is always fucking revved up and ready to go. Yeah. He's strapped. He's locked and loaded. We've got a straw poll of three here. And, you know... He wants to fuck <laughs> yeah. all the time. All us, uh, <laughs> We've been criticised in the past for our, our <laughs> chats about this stuff. And sweeping generalisations. <laughs> <laughs> but on this one, I know we're right, boys. Yeah. I know we're right. So, yeah, yeah. I've got a feeling. I, how can you be wrong? That's what I can't you know, be wrong. That's what my life that's experience. Where I'm at right yeah. now. Our life experience is too broad and deep yeah. uh, for this to be anything other than 100% correct and the truth, provably. So mm. anybody, dis right. anybody that has a problem with that is clearly mistaken. And should have a good long hard look at themselves. Yeah. So, um, so hang on, Lewis. Like we've kissed and tell and told now about our Valentine's Day. What what yeah. did you get up to you for Valentine's Day? Oh, I'm not sure I can tell you. Did you take a Did you take a, a a picture of yourself laying in a bed of uh, flower petals with no clothes on, but the petals were just like arranged to you know sort of make you more presentable for your Tinder profile? Is that what you did? <laughs> <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day, ladies. Come and get the hot stuff. Whoa. Yeah, my Tinder profile is just um, my, like, sexy abs with, you know, I love you written on it backwards in Sharpie. Hey, and sweet. No, no flame. That was a good idea. Okay. <laughs> no I'm a little bit. I was a little bit concerned when you were talking about it because it, it it sounds like it'd be written so childishly it that was I was horrible. worried that your yeah. wife might have thought yeah, that one yeah. of your you got one like of the kids to write it. Like a mix of capital and lowercase <laughs> letters, all backwards and shit. It was, and like the, nice. the e is the wrong way round, and I tried to put an apostrophe, and it just looked like a squiggle. It's, and it's like childish kind of crayon. It was level writing, but yeah. no. But like if I write. Right on a card, it's like that too. Yeah. Like my handwriting is terrible now. Now try writing on your own stuff. chest. Fuck. Trying to write backwards on your own chest. Try writing like more than a line as well now, and your wrist is just broken. God, like yeah. it, it, it's it's hard work, man. You, 
It's I don't tough. know why anyone does it anymore. So I'm I'm intrigued now. Wait, so you did do something for Valentine's Day, Lewis, but you don't want to oh, sh- you don't want to talk about it. Is that you right? Guys, like you know, I'm just you know every time I go to a convention, I just get like so many phone numbers yeah. and like so many girls are like all over me what and a you know every, every stream people yeah. are like chatting me up and stuff and you know DMing me on on Twitter. You fucking hung out with your mum, didn't you? It's <laughs> well, well, she was pretty pretty lonely. No, it's no, I didn't yeah, hang out with my mum, but um. No, it was it was good. It was fine. It was it was um, it was nice. It was a nice Valentine's Day. I haven't had a particularly nice Valentine's Day for a while. I must admit. Right. Um, Do you know you know who you remind me of? I've been watching Parks and Recreation. Have you ever seen that show? Uh, yeah, yeah, of course okay. I have. Yeah. You're, I think you're you're a bit like Chris Traeger in Parks and Recreation. The healthy the Chevy healthy Chase? eating guy. No, that's community, oh. dude. Whoops. Parks and Recreation. It's Rob Lowe. He's like a very positive guy. He's always into like, we got to eat right and all this kind of stuff. And I, every time he says stuff like that, I always think of Lewis. I, I always do. So I think I, you're like turning into Chris Traeger. My body is a temple. Exactly. Um, right. I'm, 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 a, I'm a guy for a I'm, a, I'm a, I'm a sucker for a bit of a romantic gesture, you know, like, um, yeah, definitely. Like, uh, if it's, uh, I remember uh, reach around. <laughs> oh God. It's a gesture. It is a gesture. I, I, I feel like I've, I've got stories to tell, but I, you know, it, it you is don't like, have to. It is, it's private. It is like, yeah, it's private. So I don't have to tell all of my stories. Maybe, yeah. maybe in future. Yeah. Uh, I oh, can okay. tell you some of them. That's but. fine. I mean, we told you ours, and we we were like pretty upfront and like transparent about it. <laughs> pretty but, you open know, if about. You wanna, if you, if this is the line you want to go down, cool. You know, maybe I just won't talk about stuff in future on the podcast. Like, you know, if that's the kind of climate that we're going for. I don't know what I did yesterday. I don't want to talk about it. That well, kind men of thing. don't talk to yeah, each other. About. I did something. I did something real fucking important. Wow. But I'm not. This telling is a you. big problem, though. Sip, um, sip some period. Like, I, I feel like you know. P-flats, like you going out and like having a heart to heart with your bro, it's something that doesn't happen very often between between guys. Guys kind of don't talk about relationships very often or like what they're doing. Or not in a not in yeah. a group, I'd say. Like, um, I mean, we've been friends for like thirty years or something. Well, longer than that, really. Yeah. So we're very old friends, and and he he is my best friend. So in that regard, certainly he's someone that I I'd, I'd talk to. But I, I, we, you know, we're not as open as. I feel like it's still fairly guarded at times. Mm. Um, whereas I know that Mrs. F has had conversations with friends of hers where the the details that they come out with are so specific. Um, like here's here's this is a funny thing. Okay, uh, this is he uh, wrote the E's backwards. It was really weird. <laughs> <laughs> this <laughs> Raul couldn't even read it. <laughs> <laughs> She was. She was. Uh, she went out on a. Um, I think it was a hen night or someone's birthday. A friend of hers, anyway. And there was another another girl there. Like there was a bunch of. Was girls it like the out. typical hen night? Like were they wearing like penis hats? It was, and it was stuff? not actually a hen night. It was a. It was a birthday. It was a fortieth birthday. So I think they just sorry. they were just dressed up. I, I'm sorry, I misremembered. So they they went out and they were they were having a very very frank discussion about all of their sex lives. And and when, women do this a lot more than than men do. Men don't talk frankly about their sex life. I don't think I've almost ever had a conversation. I think men em- embellish. Exactly. Uh, like, we will you know, brag. They, they, they speak frankly, but it's, yeah, it's, it's bragging and exaggerated, exactly. I think. Whereas like, they were talking about 
the reality and they were being very frank about the reality. So this one girl that was there was talking about the fact that her, her husband wants to have sex with her all the time. She's, she's a very attractive girl, but she just can't be bothered. Right. So she's just decided that she's going to get extremely good at giving blowjobs because if she gives him a blowjob, he's happy and it's much easier for her. So she oh, just God. does that. So she's just like, yeah, I've just perfected my blowjob technique so I don't have to have sex with him anymore. <laughs> that's it. Right. It's just, just as a time-saving measure. And I thought, God, that's so practical. It's actually not <laughs> sexy. You know, that is not oh, sexy yeah. at all. Uh, just that she's treating this sounds yeah. absolutely awful. I know. I that's know. like there's like a there's a Louis C.K. thing about that, like the really sad, sad blowjob. I think it was like it was either on his <laughs> yeah. show or he had a routine about it, and it was like sort of like that as well. It was just yeah, like God, I'm desperate for bit? sex. You don't want to have any sort of physical contact me, with me whatsoever, but you'll 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 consider blowing me. <laughs> it's just like it's like so depressing. Oh, man. Like, man. oh holy shit! But that you is, know, she's is... a busy married woman. She's got kids and everything. She just wants to get it over. She you know she understands that he's gonna keep bugging her about it, and I guess she's just thought this is the easiest solution to this problem. And in some regards, I respect the logic that she's figured out a solution that's easy. It suits her, and he's he's too clueless to notice. He just thinks, oh. Shit, I'm getting all these awesome blowjobs. This is great. But secretly, he's not getting what he really wants. And she knows that she's still just giving him as much as she can be asked to. Which so I thought does was kind she, of funny. Right. I mean, going into this, like two questions. And so many questions. So many questions. <laughs> One, like, does, is. What? Why? Do they. Do, <laughs> Do they not have... <laughs> I don't know where to start. First of all, I guess fair enough, right? She's not going to have like the four hours to give over to like the normal kind of sex session. Like, four that's hours. just what I'm throwing out four there, right? Four you know? hours. <laughs> if it's the... <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Uh, so maybe, you know, she's just not available for that level of time commitment. Um, no, that's it. Know. Yeah. She just she just wants she's tired. You know, she just wants to to keep him happy. And, and that's that. I just thought that was a, a funny solution. But you, I mean, the fact that she just told the group this, she was just happily telling the group and they're all talking about, you know, what their men prefer and all this kind of stuff. And I'm thinking, Damn. That's a, that is a raw she, conversation. Uh, but then again, that's that basically yeah. the, the first thing that puts into my head is that she doesn't like sex with that guy. That's all it is. Like either he's they're not very compatible together. No, or it's just it's just after a while, you know. She, I think she's just thinking that it's it's like uh, doing the laundry. You know, doing something that's just like a chore that you have to plow through. We're, yeah, women and, are weird uh, like that. It's no they, big deal. They can have like a they can have like these conversations, uh, like very sort of like open and, and they relate. Yeah, and they relate to each other a lot better than men do. I think and stuff like there's, it's it's really strange. But people yeah, always get I, super salty when we talk about this. They stuff, do, by the way, but because they think we're so naive and clueless, and I think we. No, no, uh -huh. here's the thing, is that we're talking about, I'm talking about a, a room full of married women, okay, and I guarantee you most of the people that are commenting are young people, and sure, when I was 20, I don't think that the way things were when I was 20 compared to the way things are now I'm 40, and that, you know, there are different groups of people, so although you may say, oh, you don't know people at all, I'm like, yeah, I don't know what the fuck 18-year-olds are talking about anymore, but I know what 42-year-olds are talking about. I know what they're fucking talking about. They're talking about Drake and like fucking, you know. Yeah, talking about Drizzy and, uh, Face, and those Facebook guys. Yeah. And 9-11 conspiracy theories. Oh. No, fuck. I don't know if they're talking about that. So this is something which uh, you've just 
tips mentioned at the start of the podcast. What a fucking segue. I mean, seriously. <laughs> we, I, me- I mentioned it in passing. But you didn't you want to talk it about passing, it. Yeah, but, yeah. but it was like an embarrassed thing. It was like, oh my God, oh. I can't help myself. It's like a guilty pleasure. So I know I know exactly what you mean, though. It's I, like, I, you know, it's like this imagining stuff, an it, alternate reality. And it's some, there's something kind of alluring about it, though, right? Like, oh, it just, it's so, you know, like, okay, so. Tell us your experience. So, so, like, I, so, I, so I've been watching, like, some documentaries recently like i've i've broken my overwatch habit so when when i when i break like a binge habit you have to find some new addiction to fill that hole right. okay. and, and i haven't found a game that's really like sucked me in i've been i've been jumping around different games and stuff and that's been pretty enjoyable actually which which means that now naturally i'm gravitating more towards watching series on netflix and stuff and because because of time constraints and stuff with the kids and and whatever my wife's like super tired all the time sometimes we we manage to like watch like fargo or or some series that we're watching or whatever but oftentimes like i i just have time somehow to fucking laze around and watch stupid ass documentaries and stuff and some of them are really good and some of them are are kind of like i'm I'm not sure what i think about this or whatever so I, i fucking started i made the mistake actually of of watching a bunch of fucking 9 11 conspiracy theories and and then i started reading about them and i'm just like oh i just feel like trapped in this strange world of like conspiracy and weird fucking thoughts on stuff and everything and i don't know what i believe anymore and i'm very confused and i'm a bit scared as well but like so you know some of the stuff with the evidence and everything you think like okay maybe you know like but you know some of it is a bit of a leap right like some of it is like i I don't know if i can actually realistically believe that and take myself seriously after believing that sort of thing Mm. so 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 i'm sitting around and 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 my wife like comes to bed because like the baby was up she was tending to the baby and stuff and I'd just like gone to sleep and she, she comes up to she bed. She whispers in your ear, Bush did 9 11. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> she was night, like, sweetie. <laughs> I heard her come into the room. So I like opened my eyes and she's like, oh, you know, finally, baby's finally down. I'm, I'm going to go to sleep and stuff. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, me too. And she's like, what were you watching before? And I was like, oh, just some fucking garbage about 9 11, like conspiracy theory. And she's like, don't fucking watch that stuff. What are you doing? And I was like, <laughs> I know, but like, you know, some of it, some of it makes sense and stuff. And and she's like, like what? I was like, well, fucking, you know, like what happened to the plane that hit the Pentagon? Like it just fucking vaporized. Like there, there was nothing left of it. Like how, you know, what well, what's going on with that? And she gave me that look. And I was like, okay, fine. Yeah, I'll, I'll stop watching this stuff. Like, she just looked at me. She gave me that look and it was like, how the fuck do you have any time to concern yourself with this shit, with all of the other shit that we've got going on? Like, yeah. what are you doing? Like, where do you find the free time? And I was like, ah, oh, God, I felt super bad. And I was just like, but then this morning, there I am fucking reading about it again. And I was like, well, what the fuck is wrong with me? Why am I doing this to myself? Well, like, right, here's what you got to do. Here's what you, anytime you come across a conspiracy theory, Someone out there will have done a site where they debunk everything with simple yeah, physics and pictures and news reports and actual sources beyond yeah. what you get on those sites, which is just statements, not backed up by evidence. More often than not, it's right. just like they'll they'll show a very grainy mobile camera piece of mobile camera footage, and they'll be like, "See, what's that? Huh? Yeah." It's like it's not proof <laughs> of anything. It's just th- this is what conspiracy theories are founded on. Is that nowadays everybody's filming everything all the time, and yeah. film is a terrible way. If you've got one angle, distant, grainy, it's kind of hard to see. 
It's like, like there are some people who say that they weren't aeroplanes and they're like, look, you see, in this shot, you can't see any windows on the plane. That means it's a missile. It's like, no, it's just a yeah, bad yeah, yeah. picture. Like there are plenty of other pictures where you can see a big fucking plane. Like, why aren't you talking about those? And they'll pick an angle that suits their story. They'll ignore the ones that don't because they're not actually looking at it evidence-based. Any, any of these things, all they're looking at is which of these images fit this story. It's like all the flat earth stuff that I've been going on about. It's the same deal. Well, <laughs> yeah, you mentioned this. I'm, I don't recall I don't you going recall on you about flat about earth this. stuff. No. I so thought please I did. indulge me so that I can stop thinking about okay. 9-11 conspiracy All right, here's the theories. thing. I, I, I mean, the 9-11 conspiracy thing is just some, some guys made a the video. It's called Loose Change, I think, right? Because they were implying there were a lot of loose ends and stuff like this. And That's right. That was the big sort of main truth. That was the, the main one. So thing. that one yeah, came yeah. out and... Sorry, what's it called again? Loose I, Change. Let me get <laughs> okay, it's thanks. like, dude, it's like two hours long and it's it's just, oh, it, it's ridiculous. And honestly, all of it is debunkable. Now, I know lots of people who, who have surprised me with their claims that actually, oh, actually, there might be something to it and all this kind of stuff, which is kind of ridiculous. And one thing that someone said, taken out of context, becomes the, a whole reason that it's a conspiracy, like that whole bullet thing. All this, all this stuff, it goes on and on and on, and it's all people going around and around. It's like we were talking about internet communities that pop up. There are a lot of pe people out there who are perfectly content believing that a conspiracy of this scale just happened. It, no details have ever come out. You can't do anything nowadays without it leaking, without there being a paper trail, without there being evidence. It's ridiculous that it ha that it could happen at all. Yeah. But but this goes like th this goes to the, the the flat Earth conspiracy as well. That I looked into it like very deeply. I've watched a ton of videos, read a ton of articles about the flat earth stuff, all the bizarre right. things. But the, I went into a lot of detail, like reading about it as much as I could. And I came to a couple of conclusions. First of all, that they require you to believe. First of all, I don't give a shit. <laughs> First of all, they're, they're obviously wrong. Like none of the stuff that they claim can be proven it's just they found ways to explain things that have already been proven. Uh, the Earth going around the sun. They say that the sun is a s much smaller and closer to the Earth and just goes around it like a spotlight, right, shining down. Uh, it it, it, you can't prove that. It's impossible to prove. We can prove that the Earth goes around the sun. We can prove it all. It's all provable. You can do it yourself. Like the ancient Greeks proved the Earth was round with a couple of sticks. Uh, you know, it, it's not that difficult to, to prove this stuff, but they don't look for proof. And I realized as I went deeper and deeper into it was the reason they're not looking for proof is because most of those flat earthers are just deeply, deeply religious. And they're perfectly happy with the fact that it says in scripture that the earth is a disc set upon four pillars. So therefore, that's it. And that's it. They're not looking for proof. And I think the 9-11 the guys, they're not really looking for proof. They're, they've already made up their minds that there is a government conspiracy. So their belief is that the government is out to get them. And once you've got that in your mind, it doesn't matter about proof or what you say or evidence or anything. You just have to believe that. So I think it's the same kind of deal. If you want to go down that road, Sips, you're going to need to empty your mind of logical thought and just believe it. That's it. Oh, a, right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not, I'm not out to be like become a believer you know what i mean like it's just it's it's interesting to see like what people have come up with and what they have to say and stuff like that i guess uh, the, 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 even pearl harbor was like had a big conspiracy theory around it didn't didn't they that the, the, it the, did yeah the US yeah they knew said that, that they, was, like, they knew it was going to happen and they let let it happen or whatever it's because bullshit it's you know, all bullshit some good reason for it to happen i don't know just anyway what's the simplest answer you know the simplest answer is normally the right one. And the simplest yeah, answer is... Jonathan Creek. Dumb shit happens. Jonathan <laughs> Creek. 
Oh my god, I hated that fucking show. <laughs> they still make new ones. It was one at Christmas. Uh, I, I like it, man. It's quite. I chill. don't like. Oh, it's actually. Al, like, what, is it Alan Davis? Is that his name? Yeah, 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 yeah. Not a With fan. The floppy hair. Not he's a fan. good. He's good. Not a fan. Holy shit! Let's get off this topic, like in pronto, before before the before the feds get us and like shut us down. This week, my family has been ravaged and rocked by my son coming home from school. With head lice. Yeah, oh, dude, it sucks so bad. Oh my god, I get so much. It's such a fucking ball ache. Oh. You have to get like a solution, and you have to give him a fucking bath like more often than he's used to having a bath. And you got to leave this stuff in his hair for, and like a, like five year olds don't want to fucking sit around for ten minutes. They don't want to sit around for two minutes. Dude, I've so, got a solution you know, like, for you. Okay, there's there. All right, so I've got I have two girls. They both have long hair. It's even worse when they get head lice because you've got to brush that shit through their hair and their hair is like 10 feet long, right? So I'm just brushing forever oh, and ever. Oh, God. So yeah, I, yeah. I bought all this the solutions and I did all that shit. The best thing is to use loads <laughs> this like, of... This is like serious real-life dad yeah, advice for, real. for dealing with head oh, lice. Yeah, well, I do, mean, I, do, I, do I need to hear this? Yes, Can no, this, this is like, important. Yeah, yeah. Some okay. of people out there listening might need this. Here's what well, you do. You yeah, get, get conditioner. That, just give right. us... Oh, God, no, sorry, right. it's fine. Can I get this fucking life-changing <laughs> yeah, tip Christ. out there, please? You get some he conditioner. To, he wants to spread his tip. Yeah, you get some <laughs> conditioner, hair conditioner, and you put it in the hair, like loads of it, absolutely loads of it, and that clings to all the eggs and all the, the little lice and everything, and then you get this special knit comb. It's, like, made of metal. It's got spirals on each of the prongs of the, of the comb. It's, like, very, very, very fine spirals and you brush through their hair entirely one by one like every single strand of hair has to get brushed all the way from from root to tip the whole thing and you're constantly rinsing yeah. off the nits and stuff like that and you brush out all the conditioner i cannot remember what the comb is called but it's like it's amazing we got it. what the, the metal one yeah it's the metal one right. with the yeah with like the it looks like it's got like little drills right 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 on it yeah, sort that. of thing yeah but yeah. you don't need any of yeah. that lotion that does fuck all no okay? i know we tried the lotion and then we moved we moved to that and then i i tie my kids hair up yeah and I, like if it just send them in with a fucking cap or something and say i like I said to my girls, know, but... don't touch the other kids at school. They'll give you lice. Like I scared them off the other kids. Don't go near the other kids. If they say, yeah. if they say, hey, let's all have a big hug. I'm like, you tell them, get the fuck away from me. I don't want bugs in my hair. Get away from me. So that's what, uh, that's what I oh, coach them on. That's how you do it. Yeah. Scare them off. Yeah. That life advice could just apply to boys forever. You know. Yeah. Never, never go near don't any go boys. Don't go near them. All the boys don't... have lice. Stay away. Yeah. 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 So so we've so we've just been fucking dealing with that. Like when when it first when it first happened, he was upstairs having a bath, and then my wife was just like, "Chris, come quick!" And I was like, <laughs> "Wait a second! Like this this got to be serious." Like she she barely ever refers to me by my proper first name. You know, like in a house with kids, you're known as like dad or dada or right. or daddy or whatever, and that's what you're called all the time. Yeah. Um, so she's like, Chris, come here. I was like, oh, fuck. Like, what the hell's going on? Even like, I is, call you dad when I'm around. Do I need, yeah, do I need to get a fucking phone, like, ready, like, for the ambulance or whatever? So I go upstairs and, like, my son's just, like, laughing and just, like, chucking water and shit all around the bathroom because he's in the bath. And, and my wife's face, she just, she just looked like... I, like I don't know. I, I was like, what, what's, what's going on? She's like, dumbstruck. He's got, he's got, he's got head lice, 
And I, I, I left immediately and I came back with like the shaver. I was like, fuck, we're doing it. We're going to shave his head. She's like, no, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, what? I thought you'd just like shave their heads and, and wash their hair and that was it. And this she's isn't like, like Guantanamo Bay. I had to go to the pharmacy. I had to get this solution that we tried and it wasn't that great. And like apparently the solution coats the lice yeah. um, and, and prevents them from breathing. But lice breathe through their stomach and they can take in a lot of air and hold their breath for like 10 hours and stuff so sometimes it's, it doesn't work and like oh my god I found out so much about lice that I didn't really want to know <laughs> but now like well I feel like I'm some sort of fucking expert Did on it. Did you find out any conspiracies? It is shit. It, they keep coming back. Oh, that's yeah. the lice problem. Like, they're, they're so obnoxious like you cannot get rid did of you, them. Did your school so. put out a little note in the kids bag saying? No because I think the school just doesn't give a fuck that's anymore terrible. because it happens all the time. Yeah but you they, know? they so have like, to put the note out like we get the note that says there are headlights in the school it's like got a picture of a little yeah. headlights on it just in case wait, some wait, stupid wait. parent out there was like headlights so you know they let you yeah, know well, we it's get a bug. the ones like we 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 get the notices about chicken pox and stuff right, like right. that but like headlights is not something that you hear about very often are those but... notices that you're supposed to like act on though it's like you know julie has a chicken pox party going on at her house this weekend bring your kids so they can all get chicken pox is that still a thing i don't know if that's a thing okay that was the thing that my parents. It's not did. a thing around here anyway. Maybe we're just backwards, but like we we don't we don't do a chickenpox party. No. Okay. Well, it's better to get it when you're younger, I guess. <laughs> That's why yeah, I was well, like the, the like when 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 chickenpox starts though, they get sick. Like they 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 barf and stuff. So like I don't know about you, but like I don't want to be in a room f- with kids barfing. Like nah, it's pretty grim. It's no. pretty bad. Like, I was trying to explain this to Twitch chat the other day. You know, people are like, oh, it's just a bit of barf. Just clean it up. But, like, kids don't just barf perfectly on into a toilet. Like, <laughs> they don't. They don't even think to run to the toilet. Yeah, they're out of control. Like, if, they, if they're in bed and they're, and they're about to be sick, they literally just lay there and throw up on their pillow. Or, like, sometimes sit up and just throw up down themselves and all over the bed sheets. They don't and stuff. know the, you know what I mean? the like, feeling. Like they don't it's kind know. of like the exorcist. Yeah, they don't know that it's really coming I mean, until you, you know, it's now, too late. Nowadays, we're adults. We know. You get, a, oh, shit. Oh, guys, I think I'm going to be I sick. I can get there. Yeah, like, you're like, okay, I, I can run. Let me get to the bathroom. Yeah. I think I'm going to be sick. And even if you're not, you're like, okay. Yeah. Whew, that was close. Sometimes just sit when there. you get to the bathroom and you think I'm not going to be sick, you think, you know, I'll make myself sick anyway. Just, just to get it over. So, exactly. Just to get it, yeah, just to like save the, the half an hour of being unsure. Just do a bit of dry heaving, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Just, just think about, you know, your mum or something. Your mum <laughs> sits and uh, just makes me yeah, sick every mine. time. That was weak. Yeah, that's a, that's a dry heave weak. right there. Yeah. <laughs> just think about his mum, huh? Yeah, his mum. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, I'm sorry. I didn't think that one through. What else have we done this week? I went through a phase of watching, because um, they, they don't make these as much anymore, although apparently there is a documentary coming out or something about it. But, um, about 9-11? No, nuclear stuff, nuclear war stuff. Oh, right. So there was, oh, in, right. in the okay. 60s and the 70s, there were a lot more films about nuclear war. And there's a really yeah. good one that I, I've never seen it on TV. I've never seen anyone talk about it. It's got Walter Matthau and Henry Fonda, and it's called Failsafe. Right. There's a there's a, the standard sort of patrolling uh, bombers that are in the air around the States all the time. The deal is that uh, when there's an alert 
more often, you know, the, the alert is basically like they've picked up something somewhere. So those bombers take off and start heading to their failsafe point, and it's basically a, a sort of limit around the US. And before they get to that point, you send a signal to them saying, turn back, otherwise they crack open their orders and they assume that the war is on. And the, re right. the reason you have this is so that if an initial strike knocks everyone out and there's no one to tell them to go, rather than have to tell them to go, you have to tell them to stop. That's the only way to prevent the communication lines being broken. You know, you, you don't, if you can't talk to them, obviously something's happened, so they go on their, their bombing run. Right. And it was, it was all the orders that they've been given are things like, if anyone tries to talk to you, any broadcast, it could be someone impersonating the president, you know, it could be a trick, or it's all this kind of stuff. So that ignore all communications. And they're just set on this course this one bomber is going to go in and nuke Moscow. That's their orders. Right. And it's it, it's really clever because Walter Matthau plays this warmonger who's like, he's like this intelligence operative, like this tactics guy. He's like, we should actually commit now to a full attack. It's the only way. And everyone's saying, you're crazy and everything. And Henry Fonda's trying to talk the Russians down. And it, it's, it's a really good, tense Cold War thriller. Uh, I think it came out around the same time as Jota Strangelove. And I think that's it was one of these things where it's a little bit like two films come along that are the same but different. Yeah, yeah. I think Doctor Strange Love was obviously this very, very funny, well done satire. It's a it classic, just, yeah. Uh, incredibly, you know, it still stands today as like if you haven't seen it, go on. Exactly, it's like you're missing out. It's a little bit like like volcano and dad takes peak or right, yeah. armageddon and deep impact or you know in the same year yeah, the yeah. same fears yeah. the same things yeah, yeah. happen and i think this is a case of that and yeah i mean it, well it's so interesting it yeah. was it's worth watching it is worth i watching. recommend so i watched 12 angry men oh that's um, a great lately. movie also peter the reason Fonda. i watched it was because um i've seen it before but i watched it again because i didn't have anything else to do on valentine's day so <laughs> <laughs> it had, all comes out i tell it you what i had out. I, I was looking. I'll tell you what I did in Valentine's Day evening, and this is the truth. I was, I was, I managed to get some some time out of my schedule, right? And I had a really hot and spicy date with a microwave curry for one. Nice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. And a little bit of Hearthstone. Yeah. Whoa. Man, I I had a hell of a Valentine's Day, actually. No, so I, 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 I watched uh, 12 Angry Men with someone who's going to be doing some jury duty. Lately. Right. Um, and yeah, it was, it was, it was, it really does hold up. I think there's an automatic thing in your head that puts you off black and white films, right? As a as a person as, a, as a, a person today, like I, I, I think that we are all tuned to like new stuff. We want everything new. I think that's why YouTube is such a big thing. Like sometimes, I'd rather watch something new. Or Twitch is a thing. I'd rather watch something on Twitch, mm. even if I know it's going to be boring and crap compared to like a really well placed like or, or, or slightly older YouTube video, you know, or whatever. Or, yeah, or yeah, yeah. I'd rather watch a film that's new and out of the cinema rather than something which is really highly recommended but a year old. Um, so I think there's a big problem with like watching black and white films but i think if you can if you can overcome that there's actually some incredibly incredibly good films yeah. that are really worth watching and it's only an hour and a half 12 angry men and it's just it's just such a good movie if you haven't seen it um i watched it because i watched it in the office like one afternoon about five years ago and this one like it gripped me at the time and i enjoyed it at the time and i thought you know i, I was you know hanging out with this person who hadn't seen it so i was like you know we should, we should watch it and it was good it was good mm. just shed a little tear at the end yeah it was nice it was emotional nice yeah. Nice. 
Yeah, I recommend. Well, I'm glad that you got all emotional and uh, and enjoyed your film. Yeah, cheers. Yeah, to congrats. Yeah. yeah, when was the last time you cried at something, boys? Ooh. Can you, are, you in, are you in touch with your emotions like I yeah, am? Yeah, I cry a lot, actually, when I'm watching videos. Yeah. I watch those videos where people come home from a long way or a long time away and they see their loved ones or they see their dog and it gets very emotional like you so know so it's like emotional pornography that kind uh, yeah, of stuff yeah there's really. like a compilation of like people returning home from being away for a long time like this guy was you know, in prison for 15 years and he sees his kids for the first time or something. Oh, yeah. yeah. It really makes me tear oh, up. tearing up. Yeah, like, yeah. Get those you're fucking tears. As a man, you're allowed to tear up when other men are emotional, like around their kids or whatever. It's kind that's of like, a, that's it's like okay. contagious laughing. Your also, street cred is still intact. <laughs> there's several things that. that are contagious, right? Yawning, laughing, um, and then crying is, is quite contagious. But then barfing is obviously quite contagious as well. Like if you start, if someone starts retching, you're going to start retching as well sometimes I yeah feel. maybe yeah i got a bit i got a little tiny bit emotional last weekend we watched oh. um inside out is it inside out oh yeah okay you know the part when when they're using the the wagon with the the magic and they're trying to get out of like the pit of forgotten memories or yeah. whatever yeah they're trying to like and, uh, yeah and, and they're it, doing it's, the tr- bing it's, bong tr- it's trying to like fly but it can't yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and then and then bing bong does the fucking ultimate sacrifice he's like hey joy Let's try one more time. I got a good feeling about this one. <laughs> and then they get onto the fucking wagon, and then who's your best friend of all time? Bing bong, bing bong, do 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 do. And then and then she flies up, and then it makes it because you know Bing bong is morbidly obese and was weighing the whole thing down the whole time. Turns but, out, you know, yeah, yeah. That 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 selfless sacrifice, yeah. you know, really really hit a chord with me, and I was just like, I didn't like. I, it wasn't like a full cry. But I could feel like a bit of moisture forming. You could feel like, like it welling up just around my, around my cold dead eyes. Yeah, yeah. And then, the um, big bog sacrifice. I mean, that is a very. I think that is a very kind of deliberately placed tearjerker moment, though. That one, you know, it's, it it's, is. It's yeah. kind of like, very. And, it's very carefully. It's very handcrafted. It's supposed to make you cry, kind of thing. I think. Yeah. I think what I like is when I randomly burst into tears at things that aren't supposed to make you cry, like. Sometimes I remember I, I cried when I watched uh, the last Lord of the Rings film when there was like some sort of epic battle going on or, or like the ghosts all turned up or some some bit right. in the movie that I like remember from the Like when you hear books. like the Star Wars theme music yeah. blast out in the cinema and you haven't heard it for like 20 years or whatever. Something like, just, yeah. Some, some It's like like a happy cry. Like you're, you're so, you're, you're, you're emotionally overwhelmed that like your, your brain just thinks, oh, well. Let's turn the tap on. You know, <laughs> gonna have a cry. Yeah, I don't think I don't. I don't mind it. I quite like it. It's cathartic crying sometimes. It's uh, I find it relaxing. It resets me. Yeah. It resets me in a way. It doesn't get me bummed out if I'm. I mean, if it's something super sad and I'm crying about that, but if it's something like you said, it's something almost artificial where I'm generating these emotions using a prop like a movie or a, a sad clip or a sad story. Like it, when I was when I read The Road, which is a really depressing book. Um, oh god, it's terrible book. Yeah, I cried so much in that book because it's just devastating. And the, the you know, the, the, some of the lines in that are just incredible. And I was really, really moved. And uh, that really did bum me out because you get so into the characters in the book that 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 was super depressing. But when I watch a video of a guy who hasn't seen his dog in two years and him and the dog are going nuts and crying, I'm, and I cry, I just feel like this is good. Like I'm just relaxing here crying yeah i remember i was like i was crying one time though and i felt like really guilty about kind of enjoying it though kind of, <laughs> i felt i felt like i shouldn't be enjoying the crying did that make you thing. cry more 
No, not really. I just felt a bit like, like, oh, maybe you know, this is this is weird. I shouldn't be shouldn't be having such a big boner while, I, <laughs> <laughs> while I'm just crying away. Oh, oh fuck! Oh wow! Oh man! Damn. I mean, I think the only the only time I cried after reading a book or during reading a book was I read uh, Tuesdays with Maury. You remember that? No, I haven't it's heard sad. of it. It's sad. It's like um, it sounds like it's about an old man. And it is. It's about an old man who is who is very well well loved and well regarded in 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 the place that he lived. And um, he was he's one of these guys that was the 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 writer of the book would go visit every Tuesday, bring him his favorite bagels and stuff, and listen to like his insights into life and how to how to how to be a human being and how to treat people and how to be happy and and all this stuff and you know he had all this great advice and everything but he was he was slowly dying and like this this progressively got worse as the as the book went on it it makes you think about people in your own life that you you maybe don't think about as often as you should you know, don't don't let life like whisk you away from these people. You know, like don't 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 put it off. You know, don't don't put off visiting these people and and learning from them and and, and doing all this stuff. And like, fuck, I cried like a baby Man. like after the, at the end of it. Like for hours, it was crazy. You know, I, I find nuts. a lot of those life lessons that that you know are true. Like life goes very fast. Make the most of it. Make the most of every day and all this kind of stuff. I'm in the back of my yeah. mind. I know all that shit's true, but I also think. Shit, man! I really want to try playing Russia and Hearts of Iron Four instead. So I've got a plan. Yeah. You know, we're gonna go. We're gonna how, go. Yeah, eat. How do I? How do I carve time to do this? Yeah, I don't, I don't feel like that's life. Is what happens while you're making other plans, though. Life isn't about the destination; it's about the journey. Life is what's happening right this moment, right this oh. second. You know, this is part of your life. It's Put it on a fucking to, poster. Come on, give me something you good. Gotta believe all that, right? Give, don't don't, don't trot out the same old platitudes. I want to. I want to hear something fresh from the mind of. True, though. Give me some life advice. How can I fix my shitty life? You have a fantastic life and you should be... Flex! You know, life is like a box of chocolates. <laughs> mm-hmm. You never know when you're going to accidentally eat the coffee-flavored one and feel actually physically sick to your stomach. Nice. Yeah. See, that's the that's kind right. of shit, Lewis. Why can't you give me some advice like that? Um, well, well, maybe I will, P-Flex. Maybe next time yeah, we meet up, I want you to come up we'll with do a list. like a heart-to-heart. We'll sit down. We'll go out for a nice romantic meal together. <laughs> we'll, try to, we'll try to retain our masculinity by talking about football and eating sausages and stuff. But, but then we'll really. end up just crying in each other's arms, just like saying yeah. how 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 old we are yeah, and like how God. we've wasted our our lives. I don't think I've wasted instead. my life. Not too much. No, anyway. I don't think any of us have. Not um, too much. Except for that time that you tried to write Happy Valentine's Day <laughs> on your chest. <laughs> hey, <laughs> that was that. a success. Raul thought that was hilarious. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, at least fucking, yeah, at least Raul liked it. That's pretty good. Let's um, do Bodega, shall we? Have you got Bodega, P-Flex? I do. It's, 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 <laughs> this is a fucking weird Bodega. I noticed that someone was giving us like informa- advice on how to pronounce the I saw that. parts. Numbers. So, so oh you, yeah, there's a big list. Yeah. yeah. What? Which one are we up to right now? Let me just consult the list and I'll tell you how to I, do I'm it. A, I've ready? actually abandoned uh, because I I couldn't. Pr- I, I was worried about mispronouncing it, and this dude was, well, this lady was super annoyed with the fact that, as I had stated very confidently each time, I do not speak Spanish, and I'm just giving it a bloody good go. So I'm not going to learn how to pronounce. 15 in Spanish, uh, because... Por qué? It's, it's, I just, I'm not good enough. Quinte. Quinte. 
15. <laughs> 15. Get, uh, bente. All right, so this what is was... part quince. All right, that's 15. What? what? Quince. Okay. 15, okay. Quince. It's quince. Quint. It's quince. 100% quinte. sure it's quince. Quint, quinte. Quint, quince. Quint, so quinte. Next, next week is going to be an interesting one. What's next week? Because it's going to be... Digeti seis. <laughs> Let me look it up. What is 16? It's supposed to be the S. Oh my god. The seis. Digeti seis. Digeti Yeah. ocho. Digeti nueve. Oh, everyone in Spanish oh. has just felt there. I'm like, sorry, you know, your whole, uh, I mean, your whole world is collapsing around you. I'm so sorry. It's alright. I'm so sorry. A bodega, Park Quince. A small monochrome vid screen flooded the darkness of the Disco Volante's lounge area with bouncing blue light, highlighting the different strata of the vast vape cloud settling in the breezeless space. Bodega was slumped on a sofa. He'd slid halfway down, his legs kicked out way in front of him. His back was beginning to ache from spending so long in this dumb position, but he was too drunk to move. On screen, a yellow jumpsuit-wearing moron was grinding his entire body up against a giant pair of foam buttocks. Behind the moron were more morons grinding up against their own pairs of foam buttocks. They gyrated and grinded and daggered to the terrible synthy music, while this grade-A varmint hopped up about front, leering at Bodega. Yeah, mit the fantastic butt grinder available from Blatchkop for just 19 krells and 99 schmitz. You can get your body into shape, you flaving fat slobhund. The tan Blatchman way is the only way. Don't be a Bodega. Get into shape with me. Tan Blatchman! <laughs> ah, Bodega barked, a single unintelligible yet furious sort of honking sound. Next week on the Blatch Hour, we take a tour down memory lane where I will recount to you the many ways that my wife Majesta Blatchman pleases me sexually. Ha 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 ha! Braid Blatchman as he, rode, <laughs> as he rode an imaginary horse around the studio, whooping and slapping the air where the horse's flank would be. Who is the cowboy? Me! I ride the pony! Bodega always watched Tan Blatchman's Blatch Hour. He could not explain why he needed to see it week in, week out, but he did. He needed to see Blatchman, and he knew there would be references to Majesta and their relationship constantly. Tan loved bragging about his amazing, beautiful wife, even though she was actually destined to be Bodega's amazingly beautiful wife, and this was clearly just a mind control trick or some flaving dimensional portal thing or whatever. I'm gonna take a gigantic scary shit and the destination for that epic turd will be the dickhole of Tan Blatchman slurred Bodega <laughs> before finally his feet and legs gave way and like a human mudslide he slithered all the way down the sofa and finally came to rest on the floor where he blacked out he woke with a jump hand flashing to his las gun as he felt a cold metal hand on his neck just checking your pulse said Varu as Bodega relaxed Ain't gone just yet, pard, groaned Bodega, shuffling into a sitting position. Fix me some scuffy, would you? They do have robot scuffy machines, but I am not one, said Varu, standing and striding to the bridge of the Disco Volante. Well, look, do you think? Bodega began, but he was cut off by a shrill and repetitive pinging sound coming from the bridge. Varu, what did you do? shouted Bodega, standing and stumbling towards the sound. It's the proximity alert, said Nebish, who was, as always, on the bridge at his computer. We ain't moving, though, said Bodega. I would recommend checking the local sensors, said Nebish. 
We're cloaked, Neb. Ain't no way anyone can. And yet again, Bodega was interrupted in mid-sentence as the ship suddenly rolled to the left and the artificial gravity cut out. Everyone began tumbling around the interior, banging into things. And things began tumbling around the interior, banging into people and other things. In short, it got messy very quickly. A cup of scoffee was spinning in the air, spewing droplets of hot liquid all over the bridge equipment. Half-eaten food, articles of clothing, some scrells, and a hell of a lot of empty ale bottles all moving slowly around the inside of the Disco Volant and crashing into each other and creating more bits of rubbish. It was a cascade failure and soon the entire bridge and all other rooms that weren't sealed off would be thick with particles of refuse. Gork jam, I wish we had a cleaner, said Reed Chorley as he cartwheeled helplessly past Bodega and straight out into the kitchen area followed by a hearty crash. Nebish, what the farv is, Bodega began, before being cut off by a huge impact that sent the ship rolling again. If I get interrupted one more time, I'm gonna lose my shit, said Bodega, drawing his las gun <laughs> pointlessly as he nosedived into the engineering room, the las gun flying out of his hand and disappearing into a vent. There was a high-pitched shriek, and then the ship's internal tannoy system crackled into life. Hello, Bodega, mein Freund, said a voice that sent a chill down the spines of decent people everywhere. Arm everything, fire everything, shouted Bodega towards the bridge. But everyone was spinning too wildly or being struck by too much garbage to do anything. Yeah, it's too late for you already have boarding of you now, said the voice. And with a brutal skunk sound, the ship was suddenly still and the artificial gravity returned to normal. Everyone crashed to the ground and was showered in previously floating garbage. A carve beam began cutting through the hull in the cargo bay with a shower of sparks and a terrible tearing sound. Get to your battle station, shouted Bodega, flipping a sofa over and taking cover behind it. The cut piece of hull crashed to the deck and loud classical music began playing. A small red carpet rolled out from the hole in the hull and an even smaller robot rolled down it, dropping rose petals behind it as it went. Presenting <laughs> Tan Blatchman, shouted the Tannoy. And there on the Disco Volante was Tan Blatchman, prancing down the red carpet, waving to an invisible crowd, flexing his muscles, and wearing the gawk damn idiotic yellow jumpsuit, and worst of all, that cape of his. Tan, take a good look around. These are your last moments, shouted Bodega, preparing to throw a void grenade. Hold your horses, my little cowboy chum. I have some bad news, yeah. I don't want to be in this messy piece of scrub ship any more than you are being vaunting me here. What is it called anyway? The Dicko Vomitanti? That's incorrect, said Varu, and also lame. <laughs> well duh, shouted Tan, before planting his thumbs into his belt loops and standing with his legs improbably far apart, right in the middle of Bodega's lounge. Don't you ever clean this place? And where is the workout area? State your case and then get out, said Bodega from behind the sofa. They took her, said Tan meekly. Who took Majesta? shouted Bodega. Why are you shouting? I can hear you fine. She was taken, I think, by some baddies, you know, pirates or something, said Tan, casting his eyes around the trashed interior of the ship. Bodega stood slowly, still standing behind the overturned couch. Why did, why did you attack us? asked Nebish, his hair matted against his face and his glasses cracked. It's just more, you know, dramatic and so on, said Tan casually. I have my audience to think about. What audience? asked Bodega, <clears throat> gesturing around. This one, said Tan, pointing at the tiny camera droid hovering at his shoulder. Are you broadcasting right now? said Bodega. Yeah, of course, this is gold, you booby, shouted Tan. <laughs> Bodega's blood ran cold. Not only had this galaxy-sized anus found them, he'd also given away their position to anyone with a darn TV. And he'd lost Majesta. And he's messed up the ship in a big way. And in fact, he'd sullied it. It's wholly interior, with his filthy presence. 
Tan, said Bodega, trying to remain calm, walking slowly towards the absolute moron, posing and pouting in the middle of his ship. Tan, Bodega kept repeating. Bodega was normally a very visibly angry man on occasions such as these, but Blatchman had actually pushed him into an emotional state so extreme, so powerful, that his body lacked the correct gestures or expressions to match it. <laughs> when he got within six feet of Tan Blatchman, Bodega said, Tan, one more time, barely audible, then blacked out and face-planted at his feet, prone and unconscious. The ship was quiet for a moment. Tan raised his arms in outrage. Yo, can I get a scoffee or what? The end. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Jesus Oh my Christ. God, what a ride. It's going to be a, to be continued, I guess. Well. What a thrill ride. <laughs> it's just, just stupid. Oh I God. just love Tam Blatchman. I don't know why. I, wanna, I, I think he might have to join the crew. I, well, I mean, I think, I think he'd make a great addition to the crew. You need some tension. I've been thinking too many of the characters are friends of... of that's it. A bit of tension, but also he's a very um, um, interesting, loud, <laughs> loud character. I like as him well. a lot, actually. Yeah, me I like too. him a lot. Yeah, I think yeah. he's done well. We'll see. He's evil. Yeah. We'll but, see how the, like, the public responds to this. Yeah, colossal. I thought it was good, man. I thought it was still a really good one. I thought it was like, excellent. I, I, too, yeah. many, too many of the recent episodes have been like high concept. I just wanted one where. where Dumb shit happened. Yeah. yeah. And this was a very like a bridging dumb episode. episode. Very dumb episode. You need some of those. Like, this is like your Empire Strikes Back. Hey, what? What? Are you implying that was a, just a bridging episode? That was the best one. It was the best one, but it was a bridging episode. It was not a bridging episode. The bridging episode would imply yeah, that it was just a lot of, the, setting things up and that's of, it. There was a couple of things resolved and then a couple of things left hanging, which is like, you know pretty typical bridging episode but i always think of a, i'm not saying it was just a bridging episode i'm saying it's the best fucking bridging episode of all fucking time i just feel like the term bridging episode makes out that it's just like you know that you get those episodes in like a long-running drama where nothing really happens they just move from point a to point b and it's just like you could forget that episode in a heartbeat like there's no standout moments yeah. or anything like that the empire strikes back was yeah. not that I don't think. I don't know. There was there's parts of it that were. I guess like I mean, I guess there were some pretty big moments in it too, like Luke finding out that spoilers Darth Vader's father getting his hand chopped. Yeah, I mean, if you haven't seen it, obviously <laughs> stop listening now. But, I know a lot um, of people that haven't ever seen the Star Wars movies. Really? Yeah. I mean, my wife hasn't really like she's seen them. Like she knows of them, but like she's not like a fan or anything. Well, like, you got to understand that's partly why they they rebooted it. You know, it's it's like the same thing I was talking about earlier. It's tough for people, younger people, to watch what are perceived as old films, and uh, they have aged pretty well. Star Wars films, but you know, they've been they're such iconic films that you know yeah. it feels like they've been feels like even if you haven't seen them, you've seen them. I, I don't know yeah, how to true, say that. Yeah. Um, Right, well, that's all we got time for on Truffles this week. That was amazing. I had a good time. Thank you very much. Me too. Uh, we will see Bye you now. all next time. Cheers. Goodbye from me. It's goodbye from Sips. Bye. It's goodbye from Flats. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.